Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Well, we're in our series. Guess what it is? Starting over. Can I get a redo? Well, I promise you this. You can do this, and I'm going to show you how. I promise you that you can get a redo with God. Now, I want to explain this. Now, this is where this this series came out of, was so many people feel like they failed God, and like this, like, well, some of them did. Some of you just like meaning this. God told you, and you got, you're in disobedience. You, 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 You didn't walk. First place disobedience starts is not listening to the word of God. Okay, that's what happens, like, you know, walk in love. I ain't walking in love. You don't know what these people did to me. I'm not walking in love. You can forget it. That's a choice. You remember I told you, I said this, choices, those are yours. Consequences, those are God. He already prescribed those. So you can't change the consequences of life. That's why so many people have problems, because the consequences are already there. And then people go, well, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. So if you don't know what to do, and it was you were maybe like, Un, un, not, you're unknowledgeable in that arena, well, get some knowledge, and then you learn. And then once you got knowledge about something, then it kind of becomes like, well, you better, do the, you better do what you're supposed to do, otherwise it's disobedience. So here's the key. Where there was no knowledge about something, you kind of go, hey, I didn't know. I'm ignorant, and now because I'm ignorant, the Bible says my people perish for a lack of knowledge. So you got to get knowledge. That's up to you. You got to get wisdom. But after you get wisdom and you know what to do and you decide not to do it, that's rebellion. Does that make sense? So now you're like, great. Now, man, I was rebellious. And then you make these moves and you, you know, from walking with God and now you feel like, well, man, I just did what I wanted to do for a season or you know, I didn't really follow the plan or I kind of got a little stubborn or whatever it is. And you go, man, can I, get, can I start over? You know what I mean? Can I, can I have a brand new, you know, and I used, I laughed, I told you about this. You know, I remember like, I remember like playing with the kids, you know, when they were young and, uh, you know, they'd all be like, you know, you'd be beating them, you know, you'd be beating the brakes off of them, you know, you're like, you'd be playing something with them, especially Luca, me and he'd be playing basketball, you know, and I'm up like nine to nothing. And, you know, it's like 10 wins and he's like, all right, all right, all right, all right let's start over. Like, what do you mean start over? We just played nine, 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 ba- I'm up nine buckets. Like now we're going to start over? And he's like, yeah, because he knows he's getting ready to lose. So what's he do? Let's start over. And then you start over, and you're like, okay, we'll do it again. And now you're living like 8-2, and he's, he's, all right, all right, I really want to start playing now. Let's start over. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm up, I'm up, like, I'm up. Oh, come on, man. It's 17-2 to two on the record book right here, and now you want to start over? You know if he was up 17-2, he'd be like, that's the end of the game. But that's what happens in life, right? Our kids, I don't know, maybe play a board game with them or something. Let's start over. Let's start over. Let's start over. And you're like, when we start over, I'm winning. And sometimes in life, it doesn't look like we're winning, so we want to start over. Sometimes in life, it doesn't look like we're executing great, and we want to start over. Sometimes in life, it looks like God told me to do something, but I did what I wanted to do, and I want to just start over. God, can I get a redo? Come on, somebody. God, can I get a redo? God, can I, you know, you know, you go golfing, you get a mulligan. You know what I mean? That means you get to hit your shot again. You know, you get a mulligan in the front. You, all my golfers are saying amen. How many of you know you get a mulligan in the front? You get a mulligan is a free pass. You get to hit it over. You know, you hit one in the woods and you're like, oh, I got my mulligan. You know what I mean? I want to use my mulligan. What's that? I get to hit it again. 
I get to do it over, right? You guys know what I'm talking about, man. Sometimes at work, you make a mistake. Hey, boss, I just lost 20 grand. Can I get a redo? <laughs> it's kind of like, I don't like the consequences of some decisions. Can I start it over? How many had a bad day? You're like, oh, my God, I wish I could have started today all over. Well, I want you to know this. Yes, I'm going to show you how, and I promise you, you could start over with God. Because some of you, what has happened is you started your journey with God. You got off the track of following God's voice. And, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. And the number one way to follow God is through his word. And then we get in this stuck spot, and we're like, man, God, I'd like to just start over. You know, because there's so many, it's like this. It seems like we've made so many mistakes from walking with God that I just wish, like, can I start, can I start over? You know, and everybody's, everybody loves a diet on Monday, you know what I mean? Like, okay, 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 this is my week. You know, it's like Thursday or it's Tuesday. I'm going to wait till Monday. I'll start my diet, right? Doesn't everybody do that like Monday? Let me just, this week's, this week's shot because I didn't start off strong the beginning of the week. So let me just eat some pizza and some ice cream. And Monday, I'm starting this diet. Man, Monday is going to be my day, right? Isn't that how it always goes? Instead of just starting right now, Tuesday or Thursday or whatever day, we want to wait till Monday because this week's kind of shot. Let me just let this week go by. I'll work it all out. You know, I'm going to get some donuts on Saturday. Sunday, I'm going to wash it down with a milkshake. And then Monday, man, I'm going to kick it in gear. It's kind of like the mentality of people is I got I to gotta get that start date right. And if I don't get the start date, and that's what we kind of did with God. Like, man, I had a, man, 2020 was a rough one. You know what I mean? Like I was kind of in and out. So 2021, that's why everybody loves New Year's. 2021 is going to be my year. Oh, it's going to be my spiritual year. 2021, I'm killing it. You didn't even get into January, man. You were like, oh, my God. Not that we didn't meet goals, but we didn't follow the plan, and now we're like, man, I wish I could just start over. And it's okay, you could start over, and I'm going to show you where it starts. Now, write these down. Changing my thinking is going to change my life, and that's what I want you to do. Changing my thinking is going to change my life. I got to change my thinking because what we think with God, don't get it. God is not an all or nothing kind of God, meaning like if you get it all there, it's good. But if you don't, no, you're bad. There's no bad in the kingdom. There's obedience and disobedience. That's what you got to understand. And you get your obedience right by just kind of like following the plan. And there's things you don't know to do. Just follow the word. You know, I've opened the Bible many times. I haven't seen Pastor Chris 822. This is what to do. It's not in there. I don't know some things I'm doing in life, and that's why I got to be led by the Spirit of God, but I got to walk by faith the best I can in what I do know. That's why in Romans 12, 1 and 2, and I put it in this translation because I want you to see it, it says this, beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercy? I encourage you, What? Surrender yourselves to God and be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experience all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. What's he say to do? 
Get this total life reformation on how you think, or reformation. What does that mean? Reform the way you think. You can start over with God. Now, what does that mean? Now, listen, you can't do anything about your past, and this is big. This is big, and we're going to talk about it as we get into this. You can't do nothing about, you know what's funny? This is how you got to see God. Let me show you this. God lives in now, all right? So let me show you. God doesn't even know, know, look at your past. God just lives in now. Now faith is. So God is a now God. He lives in now. So let's just say we could break God down in like, in like um, seconds. Just say we could say every second, right? So I'm in now, now, now. Like if we had a stopwatch, right, it'd be now. Like here, look, if I had a stopwatch, it'd be like this. Watch, as a matter of fact, it's funny. Now, 20, watch, tw- watch, 20, 19, 18, now, 17, 16, now, 15, 14. See, he, he stays there. You can't chronologically put God, but you got to see God. God's now. And then that's over, and you can't get into this. So if you can break your life down, I think it's a mental picture you need to see. If you can break down your life every second, you're in the now, now, now. Because you're not in the future, and you're not in the past. You're in now. This is what we live in, chronological time. God is Kairos. Kairos time is different. Kairos time is a day is a thousand years and a thousand years a day. Time means God moves in and out of time. So time's not like chronological time. Like, but if we live in a chronological place, so let me just break it down. God's in the now, right? So we go in like, we're going like now, now. Now I'm reading it down, 30, 29. Now, now, now. So I'm out of that and I'm not in there, but now. And then I'm... See, see how fast it moves? Now. And then I'm out of the past and I'm not into the future. I'm just in this now moment. So God just stays in now. So God is perpetually forgiving your now. He doesn't see your past. He's already annihilated your past. He washed your past clean. He washed your future clean. So faith is now. God is now. So why am I trying to get you to see this? So God is perpetually cleansing you because of the power of the blood of Jesus Christ in the constant daily walk. You're, you never, okay, has anybody ever seen tomorrow? No, because when tomorrow shows up, it's today. Has anybody ever seen tomorrow? Well, tomorrow. Well, the minute we get to tomorrow, it's today. You never leave. I can't take one step into the future, and I can't take one step into the past. I just always continually live in now. So because of that, that mindset is, if he only stays in now with me, because no man is guaranteed a minute from now, and you can't do nothing about 10 minutes ago, I never really leave now, and God is good with me right now. And the minute I step out of now... I step into now. I know this sounds crazy, but can you step into tomorrow? No, because when you show up, it's today. And you can't do nothing about yesterday because yesterday is gone. Find yesterday. Go back. I can't. There's nothing to go back to. I can't. I, so I never can go backward and I never can go forward. I can just stay in the moment. And this is what makes God so powerful. In the moment right now, you're cleansed. 
That, that's like, whoa. Now the decisions you make tomorrow, they're going to determine what's going to happen in today. And the minute you leave today, it's going to be your past. So just when I started this tape, when I was now, 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 that's yesterday. And you can't find yesterday, and you can't find tomorrow. All you get to do is live in now. And I'm going to show you something. I can't even live in later today, and I can't even do anything about what I've done earlier today. I just live in now. And when you start seeing that, when you understand this, what, what, what regret, that's what we talked about last week, what am I going to do about regret? I can't fix it. The only way to fix regret, regret, and I'm telling you this, is to never relive it again. And I'm telling you, you can't do nothing about it because it's done. You can't go back and undo it. It's done. Some of you are going to see the consequences of that thing into your future. It's, it's okay. But the only thing you can do about it is, look, here's my mind. If I take a car and go 150 miles an hour on a highway and get a ticket, it's going to do something to my future. It's going to affect my future. Right? But I can't do nothing about it. I can't change it. I can't go back and get in a car and, and ride in reverse 150 miles an hour and fix it. I'm probably going to get a ticket when I got caught. I'm probably going to have to maybe go to court or something like that. And praise to God, you don't see what I'm saying? So there's consequences from the actions of regret that I, I, have, to, I have to make restitution for. Thank God that's mercy and forgiveness. That's where God comes in too. But how about this one? I also too can't undo it, but he can give me mercy for it. And he can give me repentance for it. And he can move in my repentance to bring me favor, to bring me lesser consequences for things I, I have deserved because he's faithful. But here's my thing. If I start changing my mindset, can God really give me a redo? Because I wish I could start things over. I want you to know God will give you a redo. God will give you a start over point because he gave you the grace to do it. And that is what you need to see. The grace of God has given me the power to have a redo in life. Now, I, I'm into this. I don't think God gives you, um, I think God gives you a brand new beginning more than he gives you a second chance at stuff. Because a second chance at stuff to me means like, well, I got the same opportunity to make the same mistake. But if I give you a brand new beginning where we're going to slip, slip away from the opportunity to get in that reciprocal action and create the same stuff. So what I mean by that, it might be a little bit of an understanding thing, but this is what I say. God just gives you a brand new beginning. So God doesn't start with, let's go back and try to re, refix the way we're doing it. The redo in life now is I give you a brand new beginning. And the brand new beginning brings you the results you're looking for. Look at this. Look what it says in Galatians 2.18. God gave you the grace to do it. For if I start over and reconstruct the old religious system that I have torn down with the message of grace, I will appear to be the one who turns his back on the truth. That's what he's saying. He's saying, look, it. he's like, I'm not going to go rebuild this craziness. I'm going to give you this position of grace to change your life. And that's what you got to understand. The grace of God is giving me the ability to do stuff I couldn't do by myself. 
And because I have grace, it's not a weakness factor. It's an empowerment factor. And grace now gives me, the grace of God comes into greatest effect when I yield to the word of God. Because the grace of God doesn't really work outside of the word of God. It works within the word of God. And grace is the power to transform your life. And what happens with this is if you're not careful, you start doing things in your own ability, with your own strength, with your own mindset, and your own way, and you slip away from the truth, and you try to do this stuff in a different line, and it doesn't work. Because God needs you to be connected to him and his word. So God can give you a new beginning. God can give you the redo. God can give you to start over. But you're going to need to have the mindset to know it's true. And you're going to have to have the grace to allow you to do it. And that's when I talk to you always about 2 Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 12. Because you've got to understand, when Paul needed to overcome, and he says, let me read it to you because I read it in this. It'll help. Three times Paul said, I came to the Lord to relieve me from this. But his answer to me was always what? More than enough. My grace is always more than enough for you. My power finds its full expression through your weakness. And that is huge. Because you think like, well, if I'm weak in this thing, how in the heaven am I going to get it to work? Well, here's the big thing. When you're weak in this, I will celebrate my weakness for when I'm weak, I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. So I'm not defeated by my weakness, but delighted. Man, ain't that good? Now you say, look, what is weakness now? Weakness makes us think, oh, you're weak, so you're going to get trampled in this thing. No, your weakness allows the ability of God's strength because my weakness means I'm not leaning in my own strength I'm going to lead in God's strength, and he's going to give me the grace to get through it. That's what people don't understand. You're carrying stuff you don't have to carry. For when I feel my weakness and, my in, and, and endure mistreatment, when I'm surrounded with troubles on every side and face persecution because of my love for Christ, I am what? I am made yet stronger, for my weakness becomes a portal to God's power. Man, did you get that? So weakness isn't a problem that's strong. Weakness becoming a portal for God's power. Whoever looks at it like that, we think when we're weak, what's wrong with me? Why am I falling apart? Why am I, you know, why am I, why am I like such a dud? You know, I should have it all together now. But no, your weakness is just allowing God to use a channel for his power to come through. And that's what grace is. It's the power of God to produce transformation in my life. Now, here's some of the things I want you to do. I, and I'm not going to read all of them, but I here, but look, you got to change. So with this thinking, you got to change your vision. Now, I'm going to explain this to you. You got to believe that God wants you to be successful in this stuff. Okay? Okay? You know what I mean? You got to pull that in. Because here's the thing. Expect God to do things to help you. Okay? Thank, thank God for leading you. Thank God for guiding you. Thank God for favor. Thank God for being in a good spot. That's what I don't get. Like people are like, well, you know, you know, I mean, no, start leaning on God's guidance. Start leaning on God's God, God helping you. You see, this is the thing, right? It, this is, you got to expect 
Romans 8, 14 and 16, you don't have to go there, but it says, for as many as are led by the Spirit, they're the sons of God. For the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. We're supposed to live a Spirit-led life. You got, you got people in the earth. Now, listen, you were talking about a, a start over. Well, why do you think you made the poor decisions you made in seasons before? Why do you think you missed the mark in seasons before? Why do you think you didn't uh, execute the way God, it wasn't because God didn't want to help you, it's because you got to lean on the helper. You got to lean on the spirit of God to help lead you, guide you, and get you there, okay? It's true. You got you to believe. So you got to start getting different vision about this. Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. So when is the last time you leaned in your decision-making to God? Or you just out here autopilot making your own decisions? Did you go to God and go, God, hey, or help me, lead me, guide me? You got to yield. God resists the proud, but he gives grace unto the humble. What's that mean? Check in. And just because you checked in doesn't mean you check out. You got to be continually led by the Lord on a daily. Okay? Now, this is a big one, too, because this, this is the thing. Like, when I was up here, I was thinking about this because this. Okay? Here's a big one. So we understand this, that God will give you the grace. Now, here's number three. There's no way I'm going to be able to do this by myself. You can't do this on your own. You're right. You got to get the right self-image on this thing. That's not weakness. There's no way I can do this by myself. You're absolutely positively right. I can't do this on my own. You're right. You're not all alone in this journey, though. All right? I'm telling you, right? You know, that was Romans 7, 18. You know, when Paul was talking about, I can't, things I want to do, I don't do the things I don't want to do. I realize I don't have what it takes. I can will it, but I can't do it. Isn't that good? But I, I need, yeah, look, look at this even more, right? You got that thing there. Let me pull that up because I just got a little bit of it. That's even better, right? That Romans, I only got a, a highlight of it. I didn't put the whole scripture, but I think that's going to be really good, right? So you got here, over here, when you get in Romans 7, you start, you start seeing, what is, yeah, 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 yeah. So you get in there. Look at this, right? For I know, yep, that's the thing that, I, man, that's the thing that gets me with this thing, right? But I need something more. For if I know the law, but still can't keep it, and if the power of sin within me keeps sabotaging my best intentions, I obviously need help. I realize that I don't have what it takes. I can will it, but I can't do it. I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. I decide not to do bad, but then I do it. Anyway, my decisions, such as they are, don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong. My God in heaven, that'll read, won't it? Deep within me and gets the better of me every time. So that's what he's talking about. He's like, natural man is in trouble. Now, let me show you something. That's not the spiritual reconditioned man he's talking about. He's saying the natural man. But guess what? When you lay down spiritual principles, you walk in the earth like a natural man, even though you're a spiritual being. 
You start getting into reason. You start getting into all this stuff. You start getting out of, in, in and out of stuff. You get in and out of faith. You're a mess, man. Your natural reasoning stinks. So you got to have yielding and leading to the Lord. Because the Bible tells you if your heart condemns you, fix it. If your heart condemneth you not, go with it. But if your heart, if your conscience is like, you know, giving you the business, like, you better get this right, and you're over here. Now, some people can't even hear that because they're so shot out in the natural, they don't even pay attention. But you know what I'm talking about. Like, something just ain't right. Well, if something ain't right, it ain't right. You got to find out why it ain't right in the Lord. You're trying to figure it out in your natural mind and your reasoning and all this stuff, and you get all wiggy with all this. No, 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 no. Stay still and know this, that what you're doing is this. Don't think you're alone in the journey. You're not. The Holy Spirit is trying to help you get a start over. He's here to help you. Now, there's a big one right here. This one is. Write this down right next there. You got to get the right self-image. Now, what do I mean by that? Okay? Okay? God sees you different than you see you. And I put this in here. God saw Gideon strong, courageous, right, a man of great honor and value. So stop thinking you're a loser. Does this make sense? Get the right self-image. God's like, hey, mighty man of valor. Gideon's like, who are you talking to? I'm scared at the wine press. He's like, nah, you don't know who you are. God's been changing the way people look at themselves from the beginning of time. You're not who you think you are. You think you're some loser. You know, you think you got, I got a bad job. I live in this lousy apartment. My car is a piece of junk. You know what I mean? I know what happens with people. Start believing that you can become what God says you become. You know? Man, I'm telling you, you got to understand this thing. Everybody's got promises from God. Okay? Okay? God's trying to do great things in everybody's life, okay? God wants you to excel, and God didn't make you to live an average life, okay? But you got to start, you got to start acting like it. Number one, you got to start thinking like it. You got to start thinking, man, my thoughts are not your thoughts, because God's got better thoughts about you than you do. God, I got to start thinking good thoughts about me. I got to start acting like it. I got to start thinking like it. I got to start talking like it. I got to start seeing myself more like a conqueror. I got to start seeing myself prosperous in life. I got to see myself victorious in life. I got to start getting there with the ability through my thoughts and my words to change my life. I got to lose some negative thinking. I got to lose the pictures of the past that make me feel like I'm stuck to it because the, the only, the only uh, connection between the past and today is my mind, my recall. If you, could, if you could separate your mind from your past, your past will have no power over you. The pictures of the, the recall, it's like the past is like, it's got like a hook, you know, and, it, and it's like a fishing line, you know, with a hook. That hook is in your head. It just tries to pull you back. But if you can cast those things away, man, you got to think good thoughts and positive thoughts. Um, you got to basically understand this, this. The Bible tells you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you got to renew your mind. That's the problem. You got to unrenew mind. You're going to remember this stuff. 
God can transform your life, but you got to let go of the past. You're so stuck in the past. You are not going to be able to live successfully with God's favor in your life or on your life if you're bitter and disappointed all the time. This ain't going to happen, man, living in the past. You know? I heard this saying one time, you can't unscramble eggs, bro. Don't work. You know what I mean? They're scrambled. That's it. You know what I mean? You ever bust a yolk and you're like trying to keep it right? You're like, oh, there you go. You eating scrambled eggs, man. You ain't unscrambling that. It ain't going to work. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I think I think that's big, man. You know, and then everybody's like, you know, everybody gets all, you know, well, you know, then you're going to leave. We're going to live 20 years ago. You can't do nothing about it. You can't fix it. You can't change it. Some of you should just file it away. I know it's not easy, guys, but you got to. How are you going to start over when you, you know, I've, I've, I've had people, you know, all they keep talking about is this one thing. They focus on this one thing. You just get them going good, and then they got to bring this thing up. Man, forget about it. You know, I'm going to say something. This is tough. I had somebody that was really, I said, you have to learn, you have to make yourself forget. That's tough, man. I'm going to say something here too, and this will, this will help somebody. It might, it might be tough on some of you, but it could really help you. I've seen people in grief hold on to it too long. It's okay to grieve, but if you grieve for too long, it'll destroy your future. It'll be a life of grief. Grief is a process that's supposed to be over a matter of time, and then it's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be basically overcome. If you're not careful and you don't make yourself forget, you got to make yourself forget. Some of you got to make brand new memories. I'm telling you, man, it's tough, but you got to do it. Because here's the thing, you won't be able to navigate in the natural world you live in. Because pain and regret is so strong that if you're not careful, it'll destroy your future. And I know this. Some of you beat yourself up too much. Okay, seriously, there's no, you can't do it by yourself, but that's why God gave you the Holy Ghost. Ain't that good news? How about this one? Does God really love me enough to let me start over? Number four, does God let, really love me enough to let me start over my life? Does God love me that much that he's going to let me start over? Can I live a life beyond regret? Can I live a life beyond the grief? Can I live a life beyond this? You can with the power of love, man. Love can do it. Love loves you so much. He'll give you a brand new beginning. Look what it says in 1 John 4, 17. By, by, by living in God, love has been brought to you in its full expression in us so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. By living in God, love has been brought to its full expression. Love never brings fear, for fear always is related to punishment. But love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. Whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. Did you get that? Love, man. Love never brings fear, for fear is always related to punishment. But love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. Whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. Ain't that good? Our love for others is our grateful response to the love of God first demonstrated to us. So, yeah, because God loves you, he'll give you a redo. 
Because God loves you, he'll let you start over. Because God loves you, now you got to know God loves you. Here's a big one too, right? Here's a big one too. This is a big one, right? I was going to oh, find this one, right? This is a big one. Um, you got to find strength in this thing to overcome the adversity of the pain of the past. You got you to find strength through adversity. This adversity has come. The pain of the past is like an adversity. The poor decisions of the past is like an adversity. You got to find strength that you can overcome it, okay? You got to take challenges head on, man. Don't back down because God promised that he's going to turn your challenges in stepping stones for your promotion. Ain't that good news? Turn into that thing, man. I'm taking this thing on. I ain't running away from this fear. I'm not running away from this mess. I'm not going to go hide in a little corner and cry and be like, now listen, I'm not emotionally desensitized, but you got to face some giants. This adversity is an opportunity for you to promote it. You're going to get promoted because you're going to live beyond it. Don't let the adversity of this thing mess you up. And you know what? Here's, here's, a, here's a big one, too. And I wasn't going to pull this one in, but you got to, you know, I, they're doing a series. Um, I'm not doing it, but uh, they're doing a series about happiness, you know? And I'm thinking about this, like happiness, you know, I kind of thought of it, but happiness, man, is a choice. You know what I mean? Why? It's a fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace. Why you, God, 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 you know, be, be a person that, be happy, you know? He blesses, God blesses excellence. God don't bless no mess. I said that Sunday, God don't bless a mess. People got all this mess and, God, oh, God bless it, right? Keep, do the, do, keep yourself in the right attitude. It's important, you know? Because I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't, it ain't easy, though, when you got pressure. But stay happy. Why in the world are you letting all this stuff affect you to the point where you're just, like, miserable over the past? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? Yeah, I had people come to me. Now, I'm going to be serious. I've had people come to me. And, man, they done some, they've done some crazy stuff. And I'm not saying this, like, I'm not telling you know, some people in the church. and That ain't what I'm talking about. It's crazy. And I looked at one person, I'm like, what are you going to do? You got you to look. I'm going to give you keys here. I'm going to give you some keys. You got to recognize it's there. Because some of you just live in denial. Oh, it ain't there. Try to sweep it under the rug. You got a mound in your living room like this. All this junk you swept under the rug, and you're going to pretend it ain't there? You're tripping over it. How in the world do I start? Five, how in the world do I start over and live my best life? How am I going to start over and live my best life? Jesus came to give you the best life now no matter what you've been through. Look what it says in Psalm 32.8. Psalm 32.8 says this, I will instruct you, says the Lord, and guide you along the best path for your life. I will advise you and watch your progress. But you got to check in with God. You're checking in with a bunch of people and checking in with some nit nitwit that don't know nothing. And you're asking, you know, you're asking, oh, I feel, I feel, I feel like, I mean, you can't live by your feelings. I feel good today. I feel weird tomorrow. I feel happy. I feel sad. I feel glad. I feel, bump what you feel. Forget about the people you're asking. And hey, I will instruct you, says the Lord. 
I will guide you. Now, I know he's going to use people, but, man, I got to live beyond some of this stuff. I got to get, man, you got the Holy Ghost. You got the guiding system of heaven in you. What God say about your past? What God say about your future? What did God say where you are right now? Are you obeying the call of God on your life? Are you obeying what you're supposed to do? Are you like, well, you know, I, my husband is a ding-dong. Give me a break. He's a ding-dong. You know, the Bible says if you posture right, the ding-dong will turn into a stud. You know, there's, they make excuses for why we're in. No. Take life head on. It's too, it's too precious to waste, and it's too to- timely and costly to squander it. Pick it up. Now I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, these are, I think these are powerful truths. I'm going to give you these quick. And we can start off with these if we need to next week. How do I live beyond this pain? How do I live beyond this regret? How do I live by, beyond the mistakes of life? What, what, are, what is a process that I can do to live beyond the regrets of my life? I made so many mistakes. I made so many choices. I was with God, not with God, in God, out of God, up with God, down with God, wherever you were, no God, whatever. But now I got some regrets. You must separate yourself from them and expect this new position in Christ to kick in. Does that make, I'm going to explain it to you. Okay, I'm going to give you three, three things. Number one, you got you to recognize them. You have to acknowledge them. You have to admit them. And then you got to get away from them. Now, I'm going to say right now, now that's, I don't want you staying there long. But you got to acknowledge it. You got to recognize it. Maybe you did something, you know, I'm not proud of it. Well, you got to look at it and go, hey, it's there. Let's stop. Let's shoot the elephant in the room and get this over with. It's there, okay? You disobeyed God for 10 years and you went off the bender, whatever. I had somebody the other day said, Pastor Chris, this, you don't know who they are. They said, I've been, I lived in addiction for 10 years of my life. Okay, it's there. Let's just, and they're free now. I say, well, you ain't got to go back there. But guess what? There's some regret in that idea. Well, I wasn't the mom I was supposed to be. I wasn't the pa- pastor I was supposed to be. I wasn't the father I was supposed to be. I wasn't this I was supposed to be. I got some pictures there. Okay, it's there. I recognized it. I made it. I missed the mark. Great. We all missed the mark. Got it? Good. Two, you got to release yourself from it. You got to get rid of something that burdens you, confines you, oppresses you, and you got to set yourself free from this thing. You cannot allow it to restrain you, constrain you, confine you, and make you serve it. Some people are living out of the picture of 20 years ago, and that's how they see themselves today. You got to release yourself from it. By faith, you got to just say, hey, man, you know what? I missed it. I'm, it's, it's, it's there, I acknowledged it, I messed up, and that's it. I'm releasing myself from it. And I'm going to tell you what, religion's going to hate it, and the devil is too, because he's trying to keep this label on you. You know, we, I told you that story a long time ago. You know, we used to have this guy in the neighborhood, you know, this guy, we used to, we used to call him Louis the Wino. You know what I mean? That's what he was. He was drunk all the time, drunk for decades. I was a kid, we used to try to roll him for nickels and go by like, you know, we used to try to take his money, you know, not like we were robbing him, but like, give us, a, give us a quarter. You know, I think a bag of chips was a nickel. You know, he's drunk. He didn't have no money anyway. But he was Louis DeWino. And then years later, my first job, I walked into place and he was a mechanic. I said, oh, that's Louis DeWino. How many know Louis ain't a wino no more? 
He working in a shop, changed his life. I got him labeled from 20 years ago. This guy's got a brand new future. Some of you got a label you carried with you into your future. You know, Rahab's a harlot. You know, that's, that's, you know, when I read that in the Bible, I'm like, well, Rahab ain't no harlot no more. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, labels come with you. I'm not trying to blame the Bible. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it is what it is. Some of you have been through drugs. Some of you have been through addiction. Some of you have been through an affair. Some of you have been through adultery, affairs, abortion, something. Something happened. Some, you, you, got a, you got a skeleton in your closet. This is real stuff, man. You got something in your closet you don't even want to go look at. Hey, listen, you got to release yourself from it because the devil will try to keep you bound to it forever. I know this is serious talk, but God knows I got to help people. Let yourself off the hook. Jesus took you off the hook. And you got to allow, and you got, after I got, I'm, I'm releasing myself from it. I'm releasing myself from it. Regret. I should have been a better mom. I should have been a better dad. I should have been a better kid. I should have been a better this. I should have been a better dad. I should have been a better, better, better. I should have, should have, should have, would have, could have, should have. Don't know more. I got no more. There's nothing left. That's it. I quit. I quit. I quit. And I release myself. Jesus said, bring it to me. Cast your care. Allow God to repair your life. You got to acknowledge it. You got to release this thing. It's there. Elephant in the room. Oh, you know, don't want to talk about it. You got to look it in his face, square in the face and say, this is what it is, man. This is what it is. Yeah, I was messed up. Yeah, I was in, I backslid. Yeah, you backslid. Great. Nothing to be proud about. But you got to say, you got to acknowledge it because all you do is live in denial. And then you got the same effect carrying your future. Just go, you know what? Bump it, man. I'm done with it. This is what I did. This is what I said. This is where I was. And I'm done. I'm done. I am releasing myself and I am allowing God to repair my life. God, repair me. Repair me. Help me. Fix me, lead me, guide me, help me. But I'm allowing you to repair my life and my future and live beyond my regrets. Let's say this prayer together. Come on. Say, God, Father, I'm allowing you to repair my life. I've acknowledged my regrets, my mistakes, my failures, whatever you want to call it. Just let it out. I've acknowledged it. And now I release it. I give it to you. Cast your care upon him. Come on right now. I give it to you. If you got to take your hand and throw it, throw it on Jesus. Say, here, I'm giving it to you. I'm taking this thing and I'm taking it off my shoulder and I'm just give it to him. Go ahead. Just give it to God and say, Father, I am allowing you to repair my life and give me a brand new start over. Help me start over and give me the ability to forgive myself. I forgive those that hurt me. I forgive those that I've hurt. I forgive myself for hurting people. I forgive myself for the mistakes I made in life. Please forgive me as I forgive them and give me a start over to change my life forever. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, 
Amen and amen. Man, praise the Lord. I don't know about you, but I feel great. I feel like burdens got lifted tonight. Yokes got destroyed. And because of the anointing, the power of God is making a way for you to go to a whole new level what God has for you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Guys, I love you. I'm praying this series is changing your life. It's changing my life. I'm knowing I got a brand new start with God, and I'm starting over today. I want you to know you are too. I love you. Thank you for sharing. I think we're helping a lot of people with this message because a lot of people think they got to live in the pain in the past, but we're living beyond it and living into tomorrow, and it's going to get better and better each and every day. I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.